Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Welcome to the Why I Love Disney podcast. We are here with a special episode. We could not do an episode with Spider-Man just releasing over the weekend. We've all seen it. We all saw it within the first 24 hours because we were so scared of getting spoiled. But warnings to everybody, this episode will contain... All the spoilers. We're going to tell you all about the movie. We're going to comment on it, talk about reactions. There's really no way to talk about this movie in any any depth without spoiling it. So if you would like to, if you haven't seen it yet, just go ahead and pause this, turn it off, and go see Spider-Man No Way Home as quick as possible. Then come back and listen, and, and also interact with us. Let us know what you think about it, too. Because We're going to jump right in. David, JD, how are you guys doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Doing good. You got somebody to introduce uh, to I us. I do. Um, this is Soren. He's my son. So David was bringing JD in, and, and he heard Soren heard we we're going to talk about Spider Man. He's like, "Let me. I, I got. I got lots to say. I've got lots to say." So um, I said, "You can hang out with us. It's Christmas, and we're home from school, and all those things. So um, right. we're going to have a good time here for the next little bit talking about Spider Man: No Way Home. Now, as of as of noon today, the second highest opening." ever for any motion picture second only to uh, avengers endgame 260 million dollars domestically 600 million dollars worldwide guys that is a ton of money it's amazing yeah. yeah it's for sure the the money definitely talks for sure everybody saw the uh the tomato the rotten tomato reviews they saw how the premiere went people got excited about it and now the now the box office is reflecting that for sure it, it, mm-hmm. It's incredible, really. I mean, there's several things to, to note. One, the you you were JD on this. Like the hype on this was was mm-hmm. was huge. I kind of I I like Spider Man, I really do. And the single um, you know the single character Marvel movies have always kind of been really good, but never kind of of the epic proportions of Endgame, Infinity War. Um, the original Avengers, you know, you kind of see even the Star Wars movies. And I didn't see this coming, right? I know there was a lot of speculation and hype around what Sony might do with, with cameos and guest appearances, but I, I surely didn't see. And also the fact that we're still in a pandemic with the, the numbers spiking across the, the country. I was in a full theater. Were your, was your theater full as well? Yes, for sure. Ours was mostly full. Yes, I think I think that means movies are officially back. That people want to get out, they want to see these movies, and and anything Marvel is still just just solid gold, solid gold, and and judging by the reactions that when you couple with the reviews and the the kind of the fan response, my my Twitter feed was full of wow, this is unbelievable. Thankfully, I didn't see any spoilers on my Twitter feed. Way to go! I think most people understand that that this is a movie that. You, it, for it to be great, you kind of have to have a not know about it going in, and you want to experience it. And I think it's been remarkable how everybody's respected that. I know not every there's always somebody out there, but by and large, man, the, the reviews have been universally this is incredible. Everything from right. best Marvel movie ever to best Spider-Man movie ever, and everything in between. Have you guys experienced the same thing? Yeah, I mean, back to what we were saying about just our movie theater experience. I mean, I've seen Black Widow, I've seen Eternals, and I've seen Shang-Chi. And this was the first time since uh, Infinity War and Endgame that you were in a movie theater that when something big happened, 
people were cheering and people were screaming. <laughs> and that, as a fan, is just, I mean, as a fan of Marvel, is so cool to see. And it's fun to watch people who maybe aren't the biggest Marvel fans, but they've seen the Spider-Man movies, and even they get excited, and even they're right. in the movie theaters just being just fanatics with everybody else. It's so fun to watch people get passionate um, about things, and especially movies. Um, so it was just fun. I mean, I, I saw it a second time. I saw it again last night. And again, you just have a, a movie theater full of people who have heard about this new Spider-Man movie, and people all, people have said how great it is. So they want to see if it's great, and then they love it. And, you know, it just it's this chain reaction, and it's really fun. And again, I haven't heard anybody yet who has said it was um, anticlimactic or not what they expected, which was greatness. Um, and that's just been fun to see that. Mm-hmm. So let me I ask you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, David. I was, I was amazed that the, at the response that people were, were re, they were reacting before I. It was like they were pre-reacting, like things would happen, and I was like, "How did did they know that was going to happen?" And I saw the very first showing. Does that make any sense? It's like they yeah. cheered before I even realized what was happening, and I was anticipating several of the things that happened that were the things they cheered for, but there was a whole crowd that seemed to know it was going to happen before yeah. I, I, I saw a character or a, a certain thing, you know, it was sure they were, they were, they were on the edge of their seat. Same, same with me. I had the same experience and reaction, David. And, and, um, I, there were a couple moves that were telegraphed, but I always like to kind of ease into it. You know what I mean? I, you always mm-hmm. hate to be that guy. It's like, well, this is about to happen. And this is, a, you, yeah. you know, call your shot before it happens. But um, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of that happening in the theater, and I love an energetic theater. A little bit different experience for us. Soren, did you did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Did you like the the uh, the 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 theater atmosphere? Did you like it when people cheer and scream and stuff like that? Well, I couldn't hear, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't hear, but yeah, that was, we were actually, oddly enough, and, and Marvel is, is, this is another little side, there is an element of Marvel fan, and I love the cheering, right? I love the crowd interaction, yeah. uh, and, and I'll never forget in Endgame and both Infinity War, the the collective kind of, I, I remember the collective, like, um, gut kick at the end of Infinity War, and then the collective, like, they're back, you know, in an end game, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. there's this new thing happening, and it has to do with heartthrobs and teenage girls. And, <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, I don't know what it is. It happened in the Eternals with the Harry Styles, you know, uh, yeah. moment. And it, and it happened with Andrew Garfield and, and, and less so with Tobey Maguire. There was a girl, mm-hmm. there was some probably um, college-age girls sitting right behind us who literally just screamed at the top of their lungs to the point they almost ruined it for me. Like, it it was was beyond, like, I'm excited about this. It was more like, hey, let me have some attention. Everybody look at me for a minute, right? And um, I hope, I guess that's a great way for Marvel to make money, but that was probably my only complaint with the whole movie is the right. the, the squealing girl um, element. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, again, that's what you're saying exactly. Like, that's just that kind of business aspect. You look at, which, and again, again I love Zendaya, and I love Tom Holland. I think that's a great relationship if you're going to put it in. I mean, Zendaya does a great job. Um, but when you go back to, like, Harry Styles, it's like, is Harry Styles the best actor? I don't know, but is Harry Styles going to get the most people at the movie? Well, definitely. You know, it's so a it's a whole like, new I mean, element. You're right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did. Mi- I did miss some lines, like the cheering. 
I did a couple times have to turn and say, what What did he say? What did she say? Because I missed things because people were so loud. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, I, lo- I love the cheering. I loved it too. But me and my buddies who we, we saw the, the first time, we were joking around too. It was like, you want to cheer and you want to freak out. But then it's like, okay, everybody be quiet really quick because they're about to say something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, totally. So did it meet the hype for you, David? Yes, I thought it was excellent. It was definitely one of my favorite Marvels that I've seen. And I, um, you know, I I think what I enjoyed the most is it felt like it was made for fans. Like they weren't trying to, you know, we're not going to do the same, you know, we're not going to do what you expect. We're going to go down this different path and we're going to rewrite the, the narrative. It just felt like what everybody kind of wanted to really happen, the things that have been rumored. So it was just really nice to see people people enjoyed it because it was what they wanted. Hmm. You know, it was like... And maybe even more so than what they right. thought they'd get. Yeah, because I think everybody probably got more of Toby and Andrew than they thought they were even going to get. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. And I... I, and I really appreciated them making the movie that people wanted instead of like, rewriting the characters and some things we've talked about with other franchises where you go, why are you messing with that? It reminded me of the moment in The Mandalorian when when Luke finally made an appearance and people just went crazy. And it was mm-hmm. like, that's what people want. They want that nostalgia. Give it, Give it to them. That's what's... It's what's going to sell. It's what's going to. And you want to be surprised, like genuinely surprised, right? Yeah. So and, did it and meet I the hype? It, I do think it helped that you know it was Spider Man. I mean, people love Spider Man, and a lot of the other movies, Eternals, Shang Chi. I mean, these are these are characters that are newer to people. It's not that you know they they just haven't warmed up to these characters yet. It's hard to it's it's hard to love a new character like you might love Spider-Man that you've you've been watching all your life. So for that, I thought it was great. I mean, I know I know some of the excitement was just because it was Spider-Man, but I thought they did a great job of of really writing the story that people wanted to see. And I always felt like I f- felt like the Andrew Garfield m- was missing a mm. third movie like that. There's a there's a hole there like it never felt like that story was finished. So I'm I'm glad he got he got to come back. Mm-hmm. Did it meet yeah. the hype for you, JD? Where you you're the biggest Spider-Man fan of us yeah. here, probably. I mean, so it, it absolutely did. Soren's uh, like, I, I, I could give him a run for his money. I bet Soren's got me. I bet Soren's got me. But you know, just as a fan of the Marvel universe, I can't remember the last time I watched a movie so intently. Um, I was on the edge of my seat. And of course, the the elephant of, in the room is Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in this movie, and just for that, I mean, our whole podcast, so everything we're doing is why I love Disney. Well, the reason I love Disney is like, when has this ever happened that a movie studio tried so hard to hide people being in a movie, and then shocked the world and shocked everybody? And there's so much, you know, what is going to happen? And they hid. An act, two actors from the movie, and then they put them in the movie. You know, it's like, has that ever happened? You know, like, honestly, and not not that I remember. I mean, there was, you know, that was when you know that Han Solo was going to be in in the movie, and then he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't and didn't William Shatner make an appearance in one of the new Star Treks? 
or there was a, or maybe maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was some of the old Star Trek characters. Right. You know, right. but you're right. J.J. Abrams has done that a few times, where you get like one mm-hmm. and you get some candy. But th- this was one thing after another. Like it yeah, was right. another level. Yeah, and not, they, not just the spider, the Spider Man characters, but you've also had all the villains too. Yeah, so. and of course oh, you've got. That, yeah, and you've got cameos here and there, and like, of course, there's always going to be a surprise cameo. But I mean, these are huge roles, and you know, they brought so many people back. And you've got to, you've got when you look at how they've planned this and brought so many big characters, and you know, again, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. It's like, well, how long did they have this planned? Because right. if Andrew Garfield said no, or Tobey Maguire said no, it would totally change, you know, the whole. You know, it could it would potentially change how the whole Marvel next phase goes. You know, with the yeah. whole uh, introducing the multiverse. Um, so that again excites me because it makes me think, okay, Marvel is planning something next right. mm-hmm. that well, yeah, I can't I even imagine. Totally, I was more surprised. I mean, we had talked about, I mean, on this podcast over and over how, okay, you know, this is exactly what they say if they were trying to cover up that they were actually going to be mm-hmm. in the movie. So. Maybe, okay, let's just say for a second we weren't surprised to see them, all right? That, mm-hmm. yeah, and we were just, like, relieved and, like, yes, right? I was completely surprised to see Jamie Foxx. I was actually really surprised to see William Defoe. I thought we might get a reference to the Green Goblin from the previews, right, that mm-hmm. we saw, but that he had such a prominent role in it, and he's a, such a fantastic actor. I mean, all of those villains. And then at the all end, right. Tom, Har- Tom Hardy was notably missing the entire time, right? And then there he is at the end in the cuts. You know? And then not yeah. only that, my, I'll tell you, my, one of my favorite things is to see that, that – um, uh, Murdoch, um, Daredevil, you know, is the lawyer, and he, you know, mm-hmm. he comes and reveals himself with a power mm-hmm. when he grabs the brick. Like that to mm-hmm. me, like nobody, you know, there are fewer people, but the people that knew cheered pretty loud right there when he was on the screen. Right. Um, well, there were lots of. Um, he was Soren was explaining to me who people were and what they were from and and different <laughs> things like that too. So. Um, it was pretty remarkable just what they pulled off and the scale and scope of it all and how they brought, you know, um, and again, it, it, it blows my mind. It blew my mind. The first Avengers movie, I went into the first Avengers movie expecting to be disappointed because I thought there is no way they can give everybody ample amount of screen time and do their characters justice. And they right. did. And yeah. this movie, they did the same thing, you know, right. um, I thought it, I, I, yeah, it's far surpassed yeah. my expectations. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, and two things with that. Back to when we were talking about William Defoe, I saw an interview. A Hollywood Reporter did an interview on him, and he was talking about his role a little bit. And he he literally said, uh, if they asked me to just do like a five second cameo, I wouldn't have done it. But then they gave me the script, and I saw how good it was. And he was like, okay, like, this is good. Like, I'm going to do it. So it, it was cool to kind of hear his perspective and hear one of the pr- perspectives um, of the villains. But back to what you were saying about the first Avengers, it was actually funny. Um, last night when I saw it for the second time, I saw it with some buddies who I'd grown up playing soccer with my whole life. And we had actually seen the first Avengers movie when we were like nine <laughs> on, at a soccer, at a, some soccer tournament, uh, you know, far off or doing something. But, you know, just like team bonding. But we saw the, the first Avengers movie together. And now we're, you know, 20 years old in college and Marvel is still, you know, giving us these great movies. So that was just a cool m- moment of kind of realizing, oh, my gosh, like this has been a part of my life for like a long time now. It's oh, really yeah. cool. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Soren, did it meet your expectations? You love Spider-Man. Did it meet your expectations? Yeah. Did it surpass them? You you told me is it on the chain of like Marvel movies? Where would you put a rank it as your? Probably number one. Number one. Favorite. Can you talk oh, yeah. loud in the mic there? It's probably my favorite movie. I've favorite Marvel movie out of yeah, all of them. Marvel. He 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 oh, was wow. actually right out of the theaters like that's the best Marvel movie ever made. That's and a Spider-Man fan right there. I love Spider-Man it. Spider-Man fan. And not only that, he's not the only person I've heard that from. Like, mm-hmm. several people have told me that. Like, it's yeah. their favorite I, Marvel movie ever. I think there's a lot that is going to be so one that you want to watch over and over. And sometimes, the, you know, the, the, the end game, and there's just so, he- there's such heaviness that I don't necessarily want to watch that one ever, over and over. And this one has some tragic, sad moments too, but mm-hmm. not, they're different. I mean, like you, you know, th- this, I knew this had probably was going to have to happen. Like with Aunt May, I guess we're, these are spoilers. So with yeah. Aunt May going, I was sad that they did that, but we, we, I, that's part of that, you know, that that character arc where he's got to lose somebody mm. like that to to get that to get that quote about with with great what is it with great with great power comes power. great power. responsibility comes great, great power comes yeah she had to get that quote out <laughs> that so, was Uncle Ben's quote from the original Spider Man right which yeah. was one of, and we forget like that original Tobey Maguire Spider Man the first one was kind of the rebirth of the superhero movie. Um, yes. Before that, you had some crappy Batmans. Uh, you know, the Keaton Batman was yeah. great, right? And the right. Christopher Reeves Supermans, you know, the original first one, it was great. Then it get, got kind of worse after that. You know, this was the rebirth that, that's Tobey Maguire Spider Man of this is what it could be. There, nobody ever seen anything quite like it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for them to, to pull full circle, how they all had right. shared tragedy in their life. That in these, the multiverse, like everybody, it, it was pretty, pretty remarkable and a great, I think a great, great testament because, you know, spoiler, Aunt May, he, he loses Aunt May in this Marissa Tomei's yeah. character who, by the way, I should comment, Marissa Tomei is a fantastic actress and yeah. her performance in this was incredible and mm-hmm. might even be like worthy of like supporting actress kind of stuff. Like I think she is incredible. Not just mm-hmm. I think she's an incredible actress anyway, but especially in this in the uh, her role in the last few kind of Marvel Spider-Man things has been great, and I'm sad to see her go. Um, you right. know, yeah. but the way she went out was in the what she was teaching and how she would never gave up on these terrible bad guys, right? Even mm-hmm. them. Ever there's hope for everybody. It's just right. so you know uplifting and enlightening. I thought her character was incredible, and that was a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. I was concerned that they were going to take out Toby. And so I'm so grateful. I wonder if there were two different versions. I wonder if they they thought about should we. But I'm, I was so glad that they didn't do that. Yeah, and and back to Aunt May. I mean, I thought she did a great job. She the acting was amazing. Um, I loved how they gave her a bigger role in this movie because I felt like she's had a good role in the past Spider Mans, but this really showed how no, like this is this is Tom Holland's like mother's you know character you know it's like this has been his molding on everything he is is because of her and i thought this movie even though the time was limited it did a great job at showing her impact um and yeah so and a little bit about that is like 
I was surprised. I mean, I don't know why, but I was surprised that she was the one who died. I thought a little bit because Tony Stark died. I mean, I know, of course, Spider-Man, he's got to have a death. And I thought Tony Stark was that big death for him. So he kind of gets it twice, which is uh, which is kind of sad. But I was same as you. I actually thought it was going to be Andrew Garfield. I thought they were going to play him as, you know, his MJ died. This is his chance to kind of make up for it. And he sacrifices himself. But I heard a lot of different Spider, you know, the different Spider-Man theory of who was going to die. So, but I liked it. I think Aunt May dying linked him to the other because we've never seen his Uncle Ben, right? No. So, I mean, it it gave him that bond with the other two Spider-Men that they they lost a parent. You know, even though he had lost Tony Stark, it's kind of made their universes a little more parallel Mm -hmm. that they had lost an aunt or uncle. Well, they play that up too. you know, in that scene where where he's explaining, you guys don't know what I've been through, and they all stop for a minute and let him vent, right? But we all mm-hmm. we all know they have, right? He just mm-hmm. Tom Holland's character, Spider Man, with Spider Man mm-hmm. One, I don't know, they numbered each other, right? Um, right. You know, he didn't know that yet, but we all the crowd knows it, uh, they know it, and you know the the wisdom of them of those guys are, are there on the screen. And Tom Tom Holland's Spider Man is still such a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. And he's still new to all this. And, and and in some ways he's more seasoned. I mean, like you said, he's fought aliens. He saved the world, you know, with with the event. He was in a, a rock group called the Avengers, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and 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 that was uh, I think that that was some great character development too. Is that they a great lesson and they, them st- kind of quietly letting him. Um, experience that pain and have his space for a moment, right? Yeah, Before right. they just immediately jump in and say, "Hey, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through." Kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And the next, I mean, the next big, you know, of course, role in this movie who we haven't talked about yet is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, I thought, I mean, Benedict uh, Cumber Cumberbatch is yeah. a great, yeah. is a great actor. I love him in everything he's done. You know the Sherlock Holmes series and a lot of um, great movies and shows. Um, he definitely had a limited role than I thought he was going to have. Um, you know him and Spider Man have that fight scene and it and it was a really cool scene. And uh, you know Tom Holland's got his moment of saying math is cooler than magic. You know um, which was cool, but then he didn't show up to the very end. Um, which was a shocker for me. I don't really have a problem with it, but it was definitely when I looked back at my expectations for the movie, it was a shocker. I thought it would be kind of a more of a duo movie, even though it was Spider-Man's movie, um, which again, didn't have a problem with it. Just something that surprised me. What do you guys think? He seemed to be there more to open the multiverse to get, I mean, they had to figure out how to get these other two guys there. So it seemed more like a plot device yeah. than... But you know, it was it was good. I thought it was effective. Like it, it it's where you were you were misled a little bit because you think the movie's going to be about him, but it's about these other guys coming into the yeah. into the into the movie, which which was a bigger bigger moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think that um, his his that would be my my one kind of like my initial takeaway that if I had one a negative thought other than the crowd, right? Um, it was this movie didn't have to happen, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like um, yeah. a sequence of events that they couldn't control. They caused all this, right? 
and yeah. and and it was written and it was for the fans. So there was a there was a sense in me like. Why did we just sit here and watch? The, you know, why did all this have to happen? But then again, we got to see Toby and all this cool stuff. So I'm yeah. okay, I'm totally okay with that as a fan. But yeah. and now they've set into chain chain events into motion of there's probably some things that will be coming as a result of this. You know, I think the one of the key points of Doctor Strange going forward is at the end he he makes some comments about he's learning some things about he said you know you know frighteningly little about the multiverse. Well, I think he knows firsthand a little bit more now and it's kind of a foremost authority on it and becoming more and at the end you know he finds out you know um other people are opening portals and and kind of what all this is and then in the trailer it, it lends to he's exploring this even more that what does this mean and how does this work so um i think if nothing else it sets up the next part of everything right right so, i'm a- he, I'm still under trying to learn more about him, and you know, in Endgame, he seemed to know the outcome. He knew the only way it was going to resolve. So I'm always like, does he always know everything? Is he just? Well, he had the time stone then. So, oh, okay. That's the time stone had a huge role. Okay. Oh, he draw Cause I kept even thinking in this one, like, well, doesn't he know what's going to, even if Tom Holland messes it up, doesn't he know the outcome? So that, yeah, yeah that was it. That's, so I guess he but also they deal in a lot of probabilities too, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, the outcomes are not certain necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's the, 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 the foreknowledge versus, you know, predetermined kind of questions. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really interesting too, to see how that plays out. But, um, I love the Dr. Strange character. I didn't, I did, did, did we, did we know that he had blipped and he had been gone for five years? Is that new information or did we know that? We knew that because in, in Endgame, uh, he blips away and he tells Tony that there's only one way. That's and then right. He, he blips. Okay. So he was gone for five years, which is why he's not in charge anymore. They make that point. <laughs> and, uh, very interesting. Yeah. And it's then something you, I never you have think about Sorry. the Shang-Chi tie-ins too. Yeah. So that, no, it's, that's really fascinating yeah. too so i think we're learning about even though dr dr strange was less of a primary character in this movie i think this does set up you know this these series these things happened it, it, that was the other thing too it felt a little reckless right when he's casting that spell and it, they keep changing it you know what i'm All saying right. like wait a second you know i know we get comic effect but you should know yeah. better man yeah you know? and yeah to go off that exactly that's the thing so um again one of the other big um, so some people were predicting that Doctor Strange wasn't Doctor Strange. <clears throat> Maybe he was Mephisto. And honestly, I was with you know all my big Marvel buddies when we first saw it, and we were looking at each other and it was like, "There's a good chance." Like we did not think it was going to happen. But like Doctor Strange has been so careful um, in all of his other movies, and he seems so protective of this timeline and and the multiverse and things like that. And then he kind of just like he gets like this crazy compassion for Spider-Man and Tom Holland. And he so doesn't get into and MIT. Again, yeah. And again, so that was probably my, for me, my b- biggest uh, critique was I was like, I felt like there needed to be more. They ne- maybe needed to develop Dr. Strange's and Spider-Man's relationship because if it was like a Tony Stark, um, Spider-Man relationship, that would make a little more sense. But I'm like, you guys have only been, in, I've only seen you guys in a couple of scenes and uh, it's just been more comical than sentimental. Um, so it doesn't really make sense to me why Doctor Strange would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, you know, risk everybody basically in the universe or in this planet for 
like you basically. It was a little a little hard to believe, but again, I was a fan, so I wasn't I wasn't really going to question it that well, hard. Well, that brings us to like to the to the last cut scene where you get the trailer basically for the new Doctor yeah. Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. My kids are all in here um, messing with us right now, so uh, we're trying to stay focused. Um, the new Doctor Strange uh, movie, which is basically the cutscenes of trailer, right? And um, you see, and and the first thing Soren said, you brought up. I had not seen this, but what did you what did you say to me about the Doctor Strange tra- trailer when you saw the different Doctor Strange kind of thing? Well, the different Doctor Strange, there's something like that in What If, mm-hmm. where he like turns evil and tries to break an absolute point. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I think it's episode four, um, is when they introduce. Yeah, this Doctor Strange gets his own episode of What If. So yeah, that's a great point. And for our listeners who haven't seen What If, definitely need to see the whole thing, and ex- especially episode four, and they'll understand Doctor Strange's trailer a, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fat. I haven't seen it, so he was explaining that to me, and I that's thought great. that might be maybe that may like you said like we're, this conversation we're having right now about his role in this movie, maybe that trailer points to some of the reasons why, like you said, maybe there's some things your friends pointed out that this seems a little off and out mm-hmm. of character for him, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. But what? But at the end of that episode, he realizes what he's done wrong, and oh. I guess he couldn't really be bad. Oh, so I don't Unless know. Unless it's during that episode. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It will be interesting to see how they do this with the next movie because if they, like what you're saying, is if they uh, if they basically say what if is is this, then they have to figure out how to put it perfectly in that timeline. So that will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So the other cut scene, the, we, we yeah. find... Tom Hardy. All right, t- talk, talk to us a little bit about about that. Everybody, there's a lot of cheers for that too. It surprised me how yeah, much he got got cheered. Also, yeah, and that was great. Um, it, it seemed like it, it paired. I mean, almost exactly with uh, the cut scene, the end scene of Venom Two, um, which it basically kind of just introduces Venom to the this multiverse and the Marvel universe um, with where Spider Man is and what our Tom Holland Spider Man. Um, which again is surprising as a as a Marvel fan because uh, Venom has been its own separate Sony project, um, and now they're saying he's going to be in it. How it goes is again I'm not even 100 sure um, how it he so it's Tom Hardy, Venom. He's at a bar. He's talking to this guy, kind of getting a summary well, of what. Hey, it's important that guy. Do you know who that guy is? That he's talking to. No. So this has got me, that's Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso. Um, I don't know his real, the actor's real name, but like Ted Lasso is a huge show right now and he's a key character. Like maybe he's just cameo, maybe it's just he's a, he's an extra, you know, just a very insignificant role because he wants to be in a Marvel movie. But my first thing is I elbowed all my, that's Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas, football (laughs) is life. And, um, and so I don't know if he's going to, I hope he's in, I hope he's in all of it next coming up, but sorry, that, that character is. Want no, to point super, that out I mean, for the awesome. Ted Lasso people? Know. That's cool. Maybe he will have a bigger uh, a bigger part. But yeah, so basically, Tom Hardy is just kind of getting the summary from this bartender. Um, and then, what would you guys describe it as? He kind of he like he he blimps out, but it's like a yellow gold fades out. So I'm not sure what that could be. Did you think? But then his. Something? Do you guys know what it's called when his it, the venom part of him is left on the table? 
The little goo, what, what, the goo. It's like an embryo. I don't know. It's something. Yeah, the goo. The goo is yeah. left on the table. Were you gonna say something? Did you have something when he you built away? Well, that was when they sent everybody back to their universe. Uh, he was in Tobey oh, Maguire's movie. So yeah, that's that the thing sense. is Sinister Six, right? Is Venom one of the Sinister Six? Oh, yeah. you're I'm the not, expert on. What's I'm not that? the. I mean, I so think you had. I actually be. thought, knowing the Sinister Six, it would make sense that there'd be six villains, but there were only five. So in that cutscene, like true. there's Venom, and it's like he's just chilling, right? He's yeah. been there the whole time too, but instead of finding Spider-Man, he's just at the bar drinking, right? And so when mm. he they send, push the button and send them all back, he goes back too, but the blob the blob stays there. It's kind of what I, I. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they send them back. That's true. Huh. I know why. You know why? Tell us. Well, I think. Is it because when Lean forward. he was Venom and he dropped a goop, but it only took Eddie back to the universe instead of Venom? What, what do you That's think? So what? Okay, so. Uh, Hold on. Well, this is Wyatt. Wyatt is listening to this, too, and he wants to jump in. Up, Tell him. All right. Hey, Wyatt. Uh, what I think is <clears throat> whenever uh, all the... Uh, the stuff from the different like dimensions or whatever they like slept through. I think that uh, Venom from like let's say Tobey Maguire's dimension. I think it like pa- traveled through and like ended up at that bar. And there's gonna be like two Venoms. Or something oh. like that. A space time continuum because part of he didn't all the while, all go back completely because that little goo showed that he's still mm. in this timeline, which creates that probably creates some sort of you know space time continuum issue. I, you know. Maybe Doc Brown's in the next one from Back to the Future. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Well, the thing is, I mean, how Spider-Man ends, it definitely looks like he's getting his own apartment. We don't know if, you know, Zendaya and all of his friends and, you know, Happy, if they're ever going to remember him again. So it looks like whatever the future of Spider-Man looks like, it's going to be more of that kind of classic just neighborhood New York for the time being, or at least for this next one. So, I mean, again, Venom would fit perfectly with that if they want to figure out how to get him or a different actor to pair up with Venom. Um, I personally love Tom Hardy, and I, I would be sad if he, if anybody else was Venom except him. Um, but it looks like it's just going to be kind of like that classic. He's got the classic suit, um, and he's got the uh, police scanner. I mean, that's a very classic Spider-Man look. Mm-hmm. And he also like he's definitely it. lost his toys. Uh, from from Stark, from Happy. Yeah. So he, and he even uses the phrase "your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man." You know, that's the first time he's used that phrase that I remember. Tom Holland's mm-hmm. never said that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Were you gonna? Did you have something? Did you say? Were, no. no. He was just discussing <laughs> with Wyatt some theories, but you know, he's gonna right. say that. But uh, man, yeah, I thought it was great. I really did. Mm-hmm. It, uh, there's so much you could talk about here. You know, from Zendaya and um, what? So you know, MJ and Ned. Is there, is their mm-hmm. character names and Ned just kind of yeah portal power, which <laughs> which kind of opens up the door to you know him being more involved with you know I you know there's a moment where Doctor Strange waited you opened a portal, you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, surprised by that and he, you can yeah. see him taking note like we might need this kid at some point yeah. in the future exactly. so it makes you think that just not anybody can do that like that yeah. takes a special skill it's not just that he had that ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely looks like, I mean, uh, me and my, and again, when me and my buddies were nudging each other during the movie, right when Ned said, oh, Magic is my family, we were like, 
okay, ne- something's going to happen with Ned. You don't just say, like, you know, you don't, Marvel doesn't just say, like, those kind of big statements <laughs> and doesn't do anything with that. Like, they're going to give him something. That was um, a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 You don't Disney, waste words. Yeah. And Disney loves and Marvel loves when they see people love a character, they love to give them more, you know, screen time. And people love Ned. So I definitely think it would be reasonable to say we're going to see him some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. So what's the next Marvel movie that's coming out? So, okay, so the thing is, now that Venom has happened, uh, and Sony is has kind of free range to be part of the, the Marvel Universe, it, it raises a lot of questions. We've got the new Morbius movie, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've guys seen the trailer for. It's, it's Jared yeah. Leto. Yeah. Um, that comes out in January, I believe. And then after that, we're going to be followed by uh, Doctor Strange 2, which I believe will be March, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Morbius will be definitely interesting to see if uh, they try and do anything with that. Do you think, do you think uh, Daredevil gets involved more? I, I mean, I, I need to watch that. I need to go through okay. that and watch that. I will I warn you and our viewers, it's not like kid-friendly at all. Oh, okay. It's a Netflix series. Um, it was kind of that Netflix era where everything's darker and more for adults, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it, there's some, it's violent, like extremely violent. But I, I've said, I think I've said before on this podcast, um, it's one of my favorite series. Like okay. I, I told, I was telling David this, this weekend, um, the, the, the era, not watching Hawkeye and kind of, if you're caught up on Hawkeye, you know, the bad guy that's kind of emerging is a very mm-hmm. famous villain in Mar- the Marvel universe that we have yet to see in the MCU, right? We've seen mm-hmm. him in into the spider verse. We've seen him. Um, he's just emerging here. And when I was a, when I was a kind of a young teenager, I got into comic books. Um, and my entry into comic books was daredevil, the punisher, and and where where I got into Spider Man, it's where it overlapped into those because Kingpin is a villain in the Spider with Spider Man and Punisher mm-hmm. and Daredevil, and yeah. um, we're starting to see kind of that merge and the entrance of, of Murdoch as his lawyer, and then even mm-hmm. this, this is I think this is right. the second time he's been had screen. Is that correct? This isn't the first time we've seen him. Is it the first time we've seen him in a movie? This is definitely. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen him in a movie. I feel like he was in. He was in maybe one of. Maybe it was in Wandavision or Loki where he mm-hmm. made an appearance. I can't remember. Am I wrong about that? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to Google that. But <laughs> I, maybe I dreamed it because I just love. I love his character. Like he, you know, Ben Affleck played Daredevil in a terrible mm-hmm. movie. Um, yeah. But his resurrection of that character in this Netflix series, that Netflix series is fantastic. Like, it's fantastic. Um, It explores, it's just really deep and explores, like, um, just deep-seated human traits of redemption Mm -hmm. and grace um, that, honestly, we haven't even talked about that. How about... How about the idea that this movie was about the restoration of these bad guys and giving them a chance to live when they didn't deserve it? I mean, just the overall positivity of that and that he was convinced Dr. Strange and really took a risk to save these guys that didn't deserve saving. And and his Aunt May was the kind of the thrust of all that. I mean, we we haven't talked about that, that those themes is very much. But, you know, Jamie Foxx and especially, you know, William Defoe, who gets a who convinces them and their naivety that this guy's can change. And then he does it and almost wrecks the whole thing. And and um, there's a lot of parallels and a lot of lessons to be learned from that, that I thought were deep and heavy. And on the first watch, you just sort of maybe just kind of go right over you. But the 
whole point of all of this, that, that movie, you know, they make this mistake and all these people come, right. but then they have compassion on these characters and their whole point and just not just sending them back was to, to give them a chance, you know, to live and to change. And that, have we ever seen that in a superhero movie? The bad guy's always the bad guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that too. I, I definitely, the second time I watched it, I realized like, I, I exactly noticed that. Like, the second time I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is all, like, these villains are all the most hated people from these past movies. And they're basically saying, no, their circumstances just kind of made them into that. And it, it, it was just a really, it's a cool redemption story for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Aunt May too. Like I think her sacri- that much makes her sacrifice and the one that the one that bit the dust, you know, yeah. even more so. The one that that always had hope, the one that yeah. always was like no, we have to do the right thing is the one that dies and ultimately mm-hmm. it's her sacrifice that eats Tom Holland Spider-Man 1s up with with the emotion of no, I'm going to get revenge and kill those guys. And then he has the 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 voice of the other two saying this isn't going to solve anything and then ultimately right. you know and ultimately he was going to kill you know green goblin mm-hmm. i mean it was over and it yeah. toby mcguire had to step in really sacrifices himself to save green goblin which is his enemy right who he had already right. killed in another timeline and yeah. you know he talked about how his friend died in his arms right it, 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 his mm-hmm. son harry and and all of mm-hmm. those things kind of come all together and i don't i think the rewatchability on this movie is very very high because right. i think you'll be pulling stuff out of this for a long time and yeah. Um, yeah. i think that's part yeah. of the genius as we've talked about it i i want to go see it again so bad <laughs> <laughs> cuz there's so much to go back and absorb yeah yeah Absolutely. so good so many good so many good fight scenes i mean you watch that I mean, watching this, watching it the second time, watching the end scene where uh, all three Spider-Mans are like, we're, no, we're like, we're not, we've never been on a team before, yep. you know, and Tom Holland has, but they're like, all right, we're going to do this. And then that scene That's fun. is just literally perf- like perfect. And it was yep. so cool. Uh, and it gets better and better watching it again and just being able to like really like tune in for it. It was so fun. And and how about um, how about the scene where where MJ goes off the side? Yeah, yeah. And I was about to get to that. I, the thing that I loved about this movie the most, honestly, for me, um, I you know, there's this big uh, topic of who's the best Spider-Man. You've got the three three generations. Who's the best? Like you've got the classic. You've got the the new and modern. And then you've got uh, Andrew Garfield, who's kind of in the middle, and he kind of gets this bad rap about being the worst. Um, Spider-Man, at least that's what kind of gets thrown around in my circle of conversation. And, uh, of course, I mean, I, I thought he was great. He was actually my favorite part of this movie. I, he made me laugh more than anybody else. Um, his scenes were so cool. And that Zendaya scene was just, was just awesome. So, I mean, I I loved Andrew Garfield. I thought he, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. He had a lot of emotions to show. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. It was just all around just incredible. And we could just talk about our, any other favorite scenes that we've left out. We, I mean, that, that to me was like a key thing. And we almost didn't even admit, there's so many things to talk about. We almost glossed over that. Is there any other favorite scenes that you really enjoyed that were powerful to you? I did. What's, what do you got? When Ned was just opening those portals trying to find Pete, like yeah. Spider-Man number one and kept opening it. I couldn't hear anything, but yeah. it was pretty good. <laughs> that whole di- that whole dialogue, we missed it because of really? just the loudness of the crowd. But you know, they were trying to help their friend out, right? And and then all of a sudden, whoa, 
they did help their friend out, but they didn't know they were, right? It's pretty right, remarkable. Yeah. yeah, that was such a cool scene. Watching it the second time, I, something for you guys to all look look like look for. Um, Ned's mom. It was really interesting. I was watching a little closer. When Toby Maguire comes in, they almost have this moment of recognizing each other. And she said like he like waves at her and she like puts her hand down like Oh, like, hello, and, like, kind of, like, puts his hand down. <coughs> and then also, there's a scene when they're in the house. Ned's family has this wall of knives on their on their mantle. And I'm like, why would this nice lady have these, like, daggers on her mantle? Um, so I definitely think, again, we talked about Ned having magic and having more of a story. I think we could, we're a high chance, a high probability of seeing Ned's mom again. Well, there you go. So at the end, you know, the powerful scene where he walks back in and they don't know who he is, right? Um, did that play out like you thought it would? Uh, I know he had promised her that he would, he would go tell her, right? So you're all expecting, her just to, expecting him just to spill the beans, and he yeah. doesn't. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's just one of those things about, you know, cinema that as a viewer, you want to, you know, run through the screen and be like, talk to her right now and explain it all but it's like it, it that would be too easy you know like that would be too easy um there's got to be some conflict you can't have everything you want um that's definitely the biggest question of zendaya and ned but also happy you look at that end scene uh, in the graveyard with happy and you're like well happy's only connection to the mcu was Tony Stark and Tom Holland. So if he doesn't have any of those, like, are we going to see Happy again? Well, he knew Spider-Man. He, he knew Spider-Man and knew May. So my thought yeah. was, why don't you just say, hey, dude, uh, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Who did he yeah. think Spider-Man was? I, I, I thought that, exactly. was the, that was the one that was the biggest head-scratcher for me. Like, mm -hmm. you, you would think, like, he could handle the truth of all of them, right? Given yeah. his history with, with, you know, the Avengers and, and Tony Stark that... If you were going to just say, hey, dude, uh, this is what happened. I met Doctor Strange and all this stuff happened and they erased everybody's memory. But I'm actually Spider-Man. You would think he would happy would be the one that would be like, oh, uh, yeah. OK, wait, hit me with that again. You know, and yeah. he did it that too. But maybe maybe it was just kind of you're back in the moment and you're like, let's give this time to breathe. You yeah. know, yeah, I think there must be more there than we really realize, because also with that, a head scratcher is if people just forgot he was Spider-Man wouldn't Zendaya and Ned still know him as a classmate? You know, like Ned's known him for a long time. If they don't know he's Spider-Man, that's okay. But he, would, they would still know who Peter Parker is, right? But that's what they forgot who Peter Parker was. Everybody that was forgot a spell. So, so it yeah. was everyone forget who Peter Parker was, not who just Spider-Man. Yeah, they didn't. It, they just forgot yeah. Peter Parker existed. Yeah. So that was because I kept going. Well, how does Aunt May know Spider-Man if she does? If she no longer knows Peter Parker? How would their paths have crossed? That yeah. was the I was like I don't yeah that my mind couldn't grip couldn't yeah. grip that but that's interesting. I just had to let it go. A couple <laughs> other quick things I noticed just a little throw this out there. So at the very beginning of the first like 10, 20 minutes of the movie, do you notice the dress? Um, the like what what um, Tom Holland was wearing, um, his shoes in particular, homage mm -hmm. to Miles Morales. They were the Nike mm -hmm. not the exact shoes, but the same color scheme. And the, the Jordans, uh, they made a point to show those shoes. And I do think that that was a, a nod to the Spider-Verse. 
Um, yeah. the, the other thing is when Jamie Foxx says, surely there's a black Spider-Man somewhere, right? And I, right. I actually was hoping that the mile I've heard, are they making a live action Spider-Verse? I know they're making a, sec, a sequel to yeah. the, that cartoon, but um, yeah. I thought that would have been a perfect opportunity to like have a mm-hmm. you know, the Miles Morales character show up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, you don't want to get in the way of the, the three of them and there. There's a lot, a lot of time to, to split up there. But um, right. Miles Maybe Morales is still my favorite Spider-Man. I, he still is. Like wow. Into the Spider-Verse. If I, and this is not in, in any way disparaging this movie. This movie is incredible, but it's still like it's top five. Like my my favorite superhero movies are still in Endgame, Infinity War, Black Panther, Into the Spider Verse, and then probably this one. Hmm. Wow! Because this That's is borrowed. Funny. This basically the plot line of this is Into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a live action know, version of we, it. Yeah, you know, we saw Kingpin. Right, was in uh, Spider Verse. Yep. So that's another little intro in, in a way that they're going to do that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I mean, when we were talking about that, the good thing about Marvel, another good thing, is they're really good about kind of explaining things. So if we don't do it now, there's not a lot of things that multiple movies go and you don't really understand. Like you saw with Eternals, it wasn't a great movie, but I still I didn't really feel super confused about the whole logistics of everything, which is right. which is a good thing. Were you going to say something? You going to jump in? You good? Can I say two quick things? You can say two quick things. Come on. Let's do it quick. Do it quick. Uh, Get close to the mic. uh, Mysterio. Uh, I think everybody, what everybody forgets is that at the beginning, he still posted the video of uh, who Peter Parker is. So I feel like everybody's forgetting that he's like still alive and they're probably setting something up. And the other thing that I wanted to say was that uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, actually, uh, Black Panther is still the number one rated, and No Way Home is number two, actually. As of right now? You wouldn't check that out? How about that? We got some up to date stats on that, too. I love it. And Uh, that's great. There's all, and that's the thing too. Like we talk as we wrap up here, why we love Disney. There are all sorts of things we bring into these movies, all sorts of emotions, backgrounds. Did you read the comic books as a kid? Did you not? Some of us did, right. some of us didn't. Some of us were. We came of age with Tobey Maguire. I, was, I had a friend that was telling me, "Well, Tobey's my all-time favorite Spider-Man. I don't like the new stuff." And then he went and right. saw this movie and says, "Best movie I've ever seen." You know what I'm saying? Like it just sort of paid respect to all of it. And you don't you have you have Batman fans. You have Christian Bale Batman guys. You have nobody's better than Michael Keaton, right? And then you have we all agree Val Kilmer sucked, but George Clooney, you know, maybe he was okay. And then Robert Pattinson, we can't wait to see him. I think Ben Affleck's underrated as Batman. But this is what we can do, and what Marvel has done so well is allow all of us to sort of all the fans to come together and to to give us what we want, to give the fans what they want. Didn't force any, anything down and made a great movie on top of it a great movie right. and they they oh. Oh, I, man i just can't think of the last time they swung and missed yeah you're dying to say something go for it um another thing i have two more things what about flash's book flashpoint about him and peter being like best friends what like, what are you talking about yeah he means like what would happen like after like it's peter still a thing what, what's the thing i'm com- i'm confused flash like made a book after peter flash got who? famous oh flash, flash. that's right what happened to his book I'm thinking Flash Gordon, here, like Flash the, for like I guess the DC I guess it's just I guess all the content probably just vanished. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. That's true. That is something to think about. Is like did all that, 
all that content just vanished from, you know, did it just go from people's mind or did it go from literally every source? That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. And I have another thing. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> when the when Doctor Strange is trying to hold in the cracks, you see Rhino in one of the cracks, but what other villains could you have in there? That's a good like, point. If if there were different villains in there, what villains would be brought in? I don't know. Yeah. John David is the expert on Spider-Man villains. Wow. <laughs> I, I just love Marvel. I, I'm not an expert on any of the characters, but, I mean, a lot of bad guys probably. <laughs> just a little assum- assumption is just every bad guy. I mean, you know, they have that little moment of who the worst bad guys or weirdest bad guys you faced. It would have been all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I thank you guys for your time. I think this is – I can't wait to, to watch it again and, and uh, see how it grows and see where it goes from here. And I'm excited about a Hawkeye episode coming up this Wednesday because I think that's – that there's yeah. going to be more overlap in all of these things. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of reference, you know, in the new Hawkeye timed up perfectly with, you don't think that, but I just expect anything now. Like, I don't know how they could do it, but they somehow pull off new surprises all the time. And man, that's why we love Disney. They can tell a story and they can draw us in and they can make people inspire us to make a, make a podcast to talk about why we love it. And, uh, yep. if you're, and, and do you guys have anything, anything in closing you guys want to, you want to say? Well, I also think we need to give a little nod to Sony. <laughs> <laughs> For this one as well, because there was a lot of a lot of their influence in this movie. Yeah. Well, who who exactly who was and that's an interesting conversation too. We don't have to do that right now. But who was the responsible part? They both had to agree. Like somebody had to give something up for this to happen. Yeah, who yeah. gave I up the most? I, I can't figure out how it works. Well, but I, I feel like Kevin Feige is just in the driver's seat for everything. I mean, he's he's part of the one who allowed Daredevil. I mean, everything goes through him. So I feel like, I mean, he definitely partners with Sony, but everyone kind of trusts whatever Kevin says is probably the way to go. Um, so as far as the, the every part of the movie, I'm not sure, but I know Kevin, you know, he's got his hand on everything. It, who is the uh, producer? Is it Pas- Pascal, uh, the, the, the woman who's the producer? I think oh, she I, has a big, on the Sony side, yeah. I think she has a strong influence. Well, yeah, I, think I think they also... I think so. I think they've kept these. The reason we haven't heard much about these these contracts between these two studios, um, and we probably will now that it's out, was we, it would reveal too much. It was so secret to keep all this under wraps, you know. But I'm really fascinated, and maybe the next podcast we'll know more. Over the next month, we'll probably start to hear stories about how this this cooperation between two studios took place and and who made the money and and who convinced who to do what and what this means for the future with contracts um between um two rival uh, really rival studios who came together to do something creatively awesome and you don't always have that and i think we're all as fans just hope that's the future right um I want to see more of it. If, if Universal's listening, um, if you would do us all a favor and just shut down that Marvel world and, and Universal <laughs> Studios and let Disney have it, you got Harry Potter, you got more coming. You know, we don't just give them, give them, give it to them. It's over. It's over. All right. We want to. Yeah. We want that uh, that Avengers um, campus in in Orlando also, as well as uh, Los right. Angeles or Anaheim. <laughs> but um, but guys, thanks for your time, and I, I'm, I'm pumped about this. I can't wait to see it again, and. Um, and if anybody else has anything to say they'd like to add here, if not, we'll, we'll start to start our goodbyes. Hey, Soren, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and you thanks, too, Soren. Wyatt. Thanks for, 
Thanks for sharing. Wyatt's already already ran down. He can't. He's Wyatt actually was talking without any way. He couldn't hear you guys at all. He could only hear one side of the conversation. Oh wow! But um, but they they've all been they they're big listeners to the podcast and they are all super excited to talk about Spider Man and some other things Disney too. So um, actually, and you can say hi to, to Judah and and Cohen over here too. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. They're up, all, guys? We got a stu- we got an audience for this one. So, um, but anyhow, and it's holidays too. It's the holidays. Merry Christmas. Actually, I think it's almost the one year anniversary of the Wild of Disney podcast um, creation. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. All of 20 and two years, two Two years, years. two year anniversary. Wow. Dadgum, man. (laughs) You're right. It's, it's feel like COVID's like a time portal has opened up and well, yeah, we had almost a a two year anniversary, (laughs) a blip. Exactly. But Man, thank you guys for your time again. And thank you listeners for sticking with us and checking this out. And if you, we would love to hear from you. Um, check us out on whyilovedisney.com. We also have an Instagram. We also have a Twitter account. Interact with us. Let us know what you loved about the Spider-Man movie or what you didn't like. We'd like to hear that too. And we just love to interact with you. Also, if you could, share an episode. Share an episode with somebody and leave us a review. Five-star review preferably. But man, we cannot wait to come back. Um, probably right after Christmas with a new episode talking about the tenth time we've seen Spider uh, Spider Man and uh, <laughs> and other things happening too. But um, until then, have a great holiday, have a Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next time. Awesome, see you awesome. Guys. Merry Christmas.